<clears throat> the Cold War was a state of competition between East and West between 1945 and 1990. Even though there was no actual military combat, there was um, a lot of threats, brinkmanship and propaganda, mm-hmm. which um, served to like threaten the other nation. The Cold War um, saw a lot of fear because there was a fear of communism in the West, but also there was a fear throughout the world um, of like utter annihilation due to like a nuclear war. The USA and the Soviet Union had very different ideologies. The USA was a capitalist society which was democratic, which meant it held free elections. It was capitalist because there were privately owned businesses and even though it was the world's wealthiest country, there was a huge um, difference in wealth between the poorest and the richest. It was very anti-communist and like its policies upheld a Western morality. Whereas in the Soviet Union, there was a one-party dictatorship, which was communist, and it was an economic superpower because in the 20s and 30s, Stalin had a huge economic drive. However, the standard of living was much lower than in the West and however unemployment was rare there was a lack of freedom because the good of the entire nation was prioritized before the um, prosperity of the individual the supposedly the Soviet Union promoted a spread of communism however in reality um, practical decisions were often prioritized the communists view capitalists as responsible for class division and believe that pri- there should be no private ownership of businesses as it divided rich factory workers and the poor work- uh, rich factory owners and the poor workers. They believe that factories, land and businesses should be controlled by the government so that there will be no inequality in society and that um, goods should be fairly distributed amongst the people. Communists believe that um, class unity should be promoted over nationalism and in communism, there's a one-party state, which is supposed to represent the people. There is an emphasis on government control over the economy um, on behalf of the workers. And communists believe that workers should unite regardless of their nationality. In a capitalist society, people believe that individuals um, should be able to have the freedom to own their own businesses and keep the profits. And it's this individually incentive that would um, drive the economy. Often it would be those who owned factories and land who would then have like the most political say. And capitalists also believe that there should be a liberal democracy and people should be able to have their freedom to like vote and have their say. Governments could then be voted in and out of office by the people. Capitalists feared um, communists because they saw the transgression of national boundaries by communists as a threat to the existing Western governments. Karl Marx was a political theorist who wrote the Communist Manifesto in 1848. He saw history as a struggle between classes and he saw a communist revolution as inevitable. Um, He um, made projections for the future and he developed a theory of social development that concluded with a communist revolution and world dominance. In stage one of his theory of history, um, there was no, it was like a primitive communist stage, as there were no 
um, there was no class structure and minimal goods. This would have been set in around the Stone Age. However, then the society progressed to have um, to the feudal stage, where there was emergence of a monarchy and land-owning aristocracy, um, who relied upon the working peasants um, for society to prosper. Trade and trade and industry were encouraged by the emergent middle class, who had like social ambitions, and um, wanted social change. This then developed to a capitalist society stage, where um, the aristocratic landowners um, give um, have their power like demoted, and it is the bourgeois who gain more power. This is this can be seen in the French Revolution. The middle class liberal ideas create a parliamentary democracy and power is held by the dominant social group of the bourgeois over the masses of the working class proletariat. Then would come a proletariat revolution because there would be an expansion of industry so like the proletariat would develop a greater social consciousness and would become aware of how exploited they were by the middle class factory owners which would lead to a revolution of the masses. This is then um, turned to the socialism stage, where it would become a dictatorship of the proletariat, who would fight against the pro-capitalist counter-revolution. Um, industrial workers would own the means of production and would create a society designed to meet the needs of the people and replace capitalism. So there will be a breakdown of class privilege and there will be a fairer distribution of products and there will be a full industrial development. The final stage would be the communism stage, and this will be a gradual transition from the socialism stage, and the society will become completely equal, and where no classes would exist, and there will be a fairness in dis of distribution amongst the people. Lenin developed Marxist theory to create Marxism-Leninism. He amended um, the Marxist theory, um, for instance, he thought that the revolution would be accomplished by a small group of dedicated individuals, um, and it would operate under a centralised leadership. However, this theory um, grew, um, drew criticism as people thought it would be easy for it to become corrupt and um, a dictator like centralized party would form the revolution would occur at a time at a period of conflict between capitalist powers um and this would then spread to and then the communism would spread to other stable countries he also believed that the bourgeois and socialist revolution would be kind in, combined into a single revolution um, forming a revolutionary government against the ruling aristocracy so Communists would prepare for the, wor the working class for the revolt against the bourgeois. The communists would then lead a revolution and abolish the free market and private ownership. There would then, then be a dictatorship of the proletariat, where the new communist-led state suppresses counter-revolution from the bourgeois and anti-communists, and um, would gradually centralise instruments of production. There would then be... a socialism stage where workers would be paid according to the amount of work they did because 
um, collectivist principles wouldn't be well enough established to be able to trust workers. Then um, it would there would be a communist stage where workers will work without any monetary or disciplinary motivation. So there would be no government and there will be true social equality. The Cold War affected the safety of individuals across the globe as there was a constant threat of of nuclear annihilation. Um, There was an adoption of military strategies such as mutual assured destruction, which meant that both the attacker and defender would be destroyed. And therefore, the sides didn't want to release their nuclear weapons as it would um, guarantee that they would be destroyed as a result. This caused high tensions as, um, both, as the superpowers were in a state of like um, stalemate. In the 60s, there were, nuclear annihilation came very close in the Cuban Missile Crisis, and in the 80s, there was also a nuclear arms race. The Cold War was very universal, as it was influenced by European states of affairs and um, all the global peripheries became the front lines and areas of top strategic importance in the oil-consuming Cold War. During the Cold War, there was a great social change. For instance, there was a sexual revolution in the um, 20s when feminists started taking control of their reproductive processes and fighting for women's rights. There was also a huge um, um, promotion of gay rights because it had often, because in the past, um, being gay had actually been unspeakable um, in respectable society during the 40s and slowly it began to make appearances in Western European legislation. But however, this faced violent opposition. During the Cold War, there was also an increase in material prosperity um, due to the um, social economic release from the wartime austerity. And there was also a growth of mass consumerism because people started believing that things could improve um, beyond the war conditions. In Russia, Marxist ideology was used as a key and public foundation for foreign and domestic policy. In America, um, capitalism was also um, important in developing their policies and it was very significant in their politics and international relations. However, there, wouldn't, <laughs> there were limits to um, the US and Soviet's peaceful coexistence as both Soviet and American ideologies um, thought that their conceptions applied to all nations and people and they both saw themselves as the modern state and they wanted to transform the rest of the world so that they ha- shared the same ideology. They also had very progressive ideologies as they saw like history as um, like irreversible and wanted to improve it. They thought that um, the progression of the other superpower um, limited um, the progression of society itself. Because, for instance, Americans saw communism as threatening the spread of freedom and Soviets um, were felt also threatened by capitalism because 
it limited like their societal progression, which they wanted to be worldwide. The Cold War was more than the struggle for political power it was depicted as. It was also a conflict between warring ideologies, communism and capitalism. Um, People saw the sinister ideologies as solely being possessed by the Soviets. However, the US also had a strong missionary drive in Western Europe um, as they wanted as they often intervened with other countries. The US was very economically economically strong following the war, and many conflict-wracked Western European countries turned to the US for assistance and American credit, which followed American interests, which led to the Marshall Plan being formed. The Marshall Plan was drawn up in 1948, and it proposed economic aid to rebuild the Western economies after the war. And it focused on rebuilding war-torn regions, removing ideologically-based trade barriers and modernising industry and improving European prosperity. This served American interests in two ways. Economically, it served the US because the US were worried that if the um, European economies collapsed, it would have a hugely negative effect on the US's economy. And therefore, they thought that financial aid would um, mean that Um, the US economy would be protected. However, there was also problems with the Marshall Plan um, as it it meant that they would be helping their competitors. As during the war, um, America was a sole provider of um, war material. Therefore, if European powers are covered, then there'll be a lesser demand for American goods, um, which would mean that workers may have to be laid off. so their hope was that America, that Europe would become Americanized and stabilized to form a huge single market ready to absorb American goods. It also served Americans' interest in two ways, because it would improve their international politics. Because after um, the Euro- European empires collapsed, there was a huge global power vacuum, which meant that either um, it would be taken... Um, Europe would be very much influenced by the Soviets or by the US. And obviously the US feared the spread of communism, so they wanted to be able to influence as many of the um, war-torn countries as they could. They thought that um, it was necessary to focus American foreign policy and financial aid in Europe where there were um, swing countries, which were countries which could either be owned, which could either be influenced by the um, USSR or US, um, um, because they didn't want them to be at the mercy of the Soviet Union and they wanted to prevent the Soviet growth. They thought that um, strengthening the European governments um, with the economic aid would remove the threat of the Soviet expansion. The Marshall Plan was also very much encouraged by European governments as um, they wanted to have like security on the European continent um, continent and they wanted um, there to be a um, power balance in Europe which wouldn't happen if the Soviets exerted all of their influence throughout the continent. The Truman Doctrine was an American foreign policy which pledged to counter the Soviet geopolitical expansion 
um, with financial and political support in European countries. Truman justified it to Congress because um, he said that the US policies must support the freedoms of people worldwide. And if they were, um, if, if these countries were influenced by the USSR, they, these people would not have their freedom. And so he, he basically um, said that if um, you left the European countries um, to the Soviet um, Union's mercy, then it would be un-American, as the people should be free. There was a difference between the American and Soviet um, empires, as in the Soviet Union, it would be directly... Um, it was very strongly um, ideologically um, driven and there were um, anti-Western motives. Whereas um, when American influenced these countries, it was much more informal and more democratic as like, the economic partnership would have desirable benefits for both parties.